But anyway, we've been resting him, so he's got a big game this weekend. He's like, I'm like, dude, are you going to be ready to go? And he's like, I'm hopeful. (laughs) (laughs) No, he's not. Did he seriously say that? Welcome to My Got A Podcast. I'm Jim Wood. In this episode, John Powell and I answer questions from you, our listeners, during this Georgia bye week. As always, remember to check out store.mygotapodcast.com to see our latest merch. And you can follow us on social media at mygotapodcast. Finally, if you like what you hear, please subscribe, rate, five stars obviously, and review the show. If you leave us a review, you just might hear it on an upcoming episode. Now, let's join the conversation in progress. So, Jim, what are, you, what are, we, what are we drinking today? I, I actually have Maker's Mark. You have Maker's I, Mark? I have the, uh, what is it? Bourbon Club of Concord 2021 uh, barrel pick is what I have. Oh, yeah. How is it? How is it? I've only had it once. Um, I had it, I actually had this after the Kentucky game when I had my buddy over. Um, <laughs> nice. So, uh, so you like yeah. it? How does it compare to like Maker's Forty Six? Because I think you have a bottle of that too, right? I do have the Forty Six. Um, I, I gotta have. I feel like I gotta have it again. Uh, that wasn't my first bourbon that night. <laughs> <laughs> so, was, it your, was it your first rodeo? <laughs> so. I feel like I need to kind of rehab it. So let me let it hit the ice a little bit and then I'll tell you in a minute. Fair enough. Well, while, while, whilst yours is uh, marinating um, and it's clear ice goodness, I'm sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. Same. He showed, yep. You got the clear ice up. So I made an observation as we were just sitting here. Uh, I'm drinking makers 46 actually. So uh, shocker. We agree. Um, <laughs> mine actually has an S four on it <gasps> what that's in the fourth oh my gosh so does mine <laughs> yes i think it has something to do with the farm that it was on uh i think it's i think it's after um star hill i think it's after star hill farm maybe i'm not sure that's amazing it's a sign but it's a sign um, um i believe it's part of the logo so i, I don't know that it's like a unique thing or I, I, it may be a unique thing so um, we'll we'll yeah. consult we'll consult the bourbon twitters on that. Yeah, I guess I've never really thought about it or looked at it, so uh, I'll have to go check my bottle of forty six when we're done and see if uh, it's got the same one on there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, anyway, that was a nice little bourbon observation because that's what I'm. That was nice. That was nice. That was nice. That was a nice tie in there. Uh, speaking of speaking of Stetson Bennett. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. There's been some. I mean, there's been some chatter about the quarterback situation. <laughs> there has been. They, we had the uh, the Graham coffee thread that was giving like infinite uh, notifications on, on Wednesday of the week. So uh, <laughs> that was interesting. Uh, I forget the one account that wouldn't stop. Uh, but anyways, uh, we had that, and then we had the ESPN article. Oh, so we are recording a day later than we said we would. Uh, so this is Thursday. Um, with the ESPN article that came out today, um, where they talked to Kirby and there was a, a bit of a hint of like, maybe we'll play two quarterbacks. Um, 
I don't know. Like, I, I don't know what to make of that because we we know from Kirby talking about player health, not never to believe him. So I don't know. I feel like we're gonna we'll, we'll find out. We're, we're gonna find out what happens against against Florida, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get too caught up and too worried about it until we see who steps on the field. And even then, yeah. I'm not worried about it. I'm not worried about it with either guy. It's yeah, I don't know. You can only you can only uh, banter so much with uh, what is it seventy eight characters or whatever one hundred twenty characters whatever it is. Um, it used to be one hundred and twenty six. Used to be one hundred twenty. I don't know what it is these days. Yeah, anyway. whatever. Twitter can only give you so much uh, communication leeway. So some of those conversations I had to just kind of walk away from, even though I entertained them for far too long. Um. Yeah, I, I don't know. Here's the here's the thing. Like the the body of work that Stetson's put together, I just have a hard time believing that um, a coach, a, a coach's son, who is now an elite coach, um, is going to just yank the job from a kid that's done nothing but everything that you've asked him to do and done it at a high level. Um, he doesn't need to throw the ball 40 times for 300, 400 yards. I recognize yeah. that that's like, that's like the gold standard these days is, you know, 70 plus percent completion percentage on 40 attempts for 450 yards and three touchdowns and no interceptions or whatever. It's like, that's like everybody's wet dream when it comes to quarterback play. Right. But like mm-hmm. we haven't needed it and we're still beating the pants off of people. And so like, I mean, I don't know. I just don't know what else. Like, what more does Stetson have to do to prove anyone wrong? Because we, even on this show, we've talked about it. Like, we've, you know, I don't know. I don't know if Stetson can get us there. I, I was, I was one of those people preseason. Like, I just don't think that Stetson can do it. Like, I, we basically had written the kid off. So, to his yeah. credit, like he's played out of his, played out of his mind. So, I don't know. I just, I, I will be shocked if Stetson is not the starter. Um, well, I guess I, should, I, should, I would not be shocked if Stetson is the starter. Um, okay. And I would also not be shocked if JT was the starter because, you know, if he's healthy, I think he does bring a little bit more dynamic play. But at the same time, um, Stetson, Stetson's done nothing to warrant giving him the chop. Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, basically, I think, uh, you know how, like, when we were uh, preseason, we were approaching the season and, like, Twitter had gotten kind of heated. And I think we were just talking about like, man, we really need football. Like we need football so that we can <laughs> talk about actual games instead of ridiculousness. I feel like all of this stuff is like, just basically like filling the vacuum that was created by a bye week. <laughs> 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 so it's like intensified the, the, the back and forth, you know, on, on social media and such. Um, so I don't know. At, at the end of the day, like I think we're in good hands with either quarterback. And I'll say what I've said in the text thread and what I've said. I put it on Twitter tonight, too, uh, in, in, in response to John's, John's tweets. Uh, I said that, you know, my heart wants Stetson, but my, my head thinks JT, but neither of those matter. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, yeah. Um, I know we've got uh, – so, you know, obviously no game to talk about. But Kirby did have a press conference. So we, we talked about what he said to ESPN. Uh, a couple of, a couple of updates from the from the uh, from the press conference this week though. Um, one was the update on Chris Smith. So it looks like he actually was cleared to play against Kentucky, and the plan was to play him 
in the dime package, but we never went into the dime package, so he didn't play. Um, so it sounds like he actually may be back and in, in playing for Florida. Um, but then we have three guys who Kirby said he's hopeful to, hopeful to get back. So we'll have to monitor that uh, to see if he repeats that next week. But Arian Smith, Kenny McIntosh, and Amir Speed, he all listed as hopeful to get back. So oh, the kiss of death. Exactly. Not that, but maybe <laughs> maybe there's time to retract by next week. So we'll see. We'll, we'll have to monitor yeah, that. We, we do have another press conference to labor through. Exactly. Um, <laughs> but the other you know, news, uh, Scott Cochran is back with the team. Um, so that's great news. Happy, happy for Scott and, and his family. Um, I do you know, believe that, that there was, I do believe that there was some clarification that it is officially in an off field role for now. That so is correct. Yeah. Yeah. So Muschamp will retain, we'll keep doing what he's doing and Cochran will basically be an analyst. He'll be, a assisting the special teams in an off field role is what Kirby said. So did, did, did Cochran get the JT Daniels treatment? Uh, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> he also got fromed. Uh, possibly. He got fromed. He got fromed. <laughs> um, see, not in the press conference, but like things that have kind of leaked out of practice uh, since Monday. So the word on the street is that Kendall Milton is injured. Um, like a strained MCL is what the people are saying. Um, so I don't. So that could be anywhere like four to six weeks. I know he had a knee injury last year, so I don't know if that's um, the same thing or what. I can't really remember. Um, and the Dodgers just took the lead. Sorry, we're recording this during <laughs> Braves Dodgers. Uh, they just took the lead on what? Two run homer. They've had two home runs in this inning, uh, in the second inning. Uh, uh, take, take, a, take a sip of bourbon, Jim. Yeah, sip of bourbon. All right, so this is kind of this is a little hot, I'd say, but it is good. It is good. At any rate, um, and then there were some Twitter rumors today, with which, if it's on Twitter, obviously it's true. But there were some tweets about Nicobe Dean. Um, maybe he did, or maybe he didn't get banged up at practice. So who knows? We'll see. Um, I haven't seen that from anyone official. Just on a, a random a random tweet. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, who knows? But that's, inside, that's what I got. According, according to inside sources, <laughs> yeah, inside sources being my Twitter timeline. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, or a tweet that was sent to me, actually, uh, not even someone that I follow. So who knows? Um, that was it. What I had for for news and notes. Um, so I don't know. With no with no game, you want to just hop straight into the the bye week listener questions. Let's go. We we've got a lull in the activity, so let's 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 knock it out. All right. First up, we have Jason Huggins uh, at Hugdog18 on Twitter. What's your favorite thing to do with friends and family on a UGA bye weekend? Favorite things to do on a UGA. All right, I'll let you go first. Oh. Mine's a little complicated. Oh, okay. <laughs> um. You know, I feel like right now, like I can't really remember because right now we're usually doing soccer. So like, for example, you know, so we live in the Charlotte area, like this weekend, we, we actually have two games. So we got a game locally, home game on Saturday, and then uh, a game up in Boone, North Carolina um, on, on Sunday. So uh, 
I guess in general, I would say like, just like to kind of get out and about a bit. Um, I guess now that I think about it, probably like good at, for me, like, uh, like a day trip ish to Asheville, North Carolina. Um, mm. so that's not too far from us. Um, great town, a lot of good food, uh, a lot of good breweries. Um, so really enjoy heading over there and, uh, probably doing like lunch at Sierra Nevada, something like that. That, that that's one of our favorites. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I've never been near, I, I, we've talked about it. I, I'm going to eventually make a trip up to Asheville and I'm going to drag you with me. So, uh, <laughs> you, can sh- you can show me the ropes. Yeah. It's a good um, so, all right. So <laughs> I, I mentioned this on, on, on Twitter earlier today, but, um, so my wife and I actually have a wedding anniversary, typically around bi-week time with how it's been structured over the last like 10, 12 years or whatever. Mm. Um, so the bi-week always occurs before the Florida game, the week before the Florida game, which typically is around Halloween-ish, right? Yeah. So our anniversary is the 24th of October, 1024. Shout out, Lindsay Powell. Thanks for <laughs> <laughs> Um <laughs> So this weekend is actually our, uh, you know, this bye weekend is, is our anniversary. And one of the things that we do is we go to Bert's Pumpkin Farm. Um, it's like kind of like a tie-in with my wife's birthday, which was the 13th. Um, but, uh, but, basically, but basically we go to Bert's Pumpkin Farm and then we go up to Amicalola Falls um, with, with family and or friends or both. Um, and we just, we just spend the day up there. So do the pumpkin farm thing, hay rides with the kids and funnel cakes and barbecue and all that kind of stuff up at Bert's farm. Have you ever been, Did you ever, have you ever been to Bert's farm? Uh, I don't think I have. I've been to Amicalola Falls, but I've not been. Yes. To the, yeah. So if you've been to Amicalola Falls, literally right across the street, pretty much like mm-hmm. you could probably throw a baseball at it, um, is Bert's pumpkin farm. It's this giant farm with, you know, all the big pumpkins and all that stuff. Um, it's just, it's like, it's like my wife's happy place for fall kind of thing. Everybody gets their Han Solo uniforms on and, uh, we roll out. (laughs) Uh, Um, Lots of, lots of pumpkin spice, all these things. Yeah. Jim, you know, I have to stop at the Starbucks uh, right next to 75 before I go North. (laughs) Right. Right. Obviously. 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 (laughs) I'm not an idiot. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so that's that's usually what we do. But the best part of it, which is my favorite part, and I think truly, if you were to peel back the layers, like it's probably her favorite part too, is the the Marriott Conference Center there at Amicalola Falls has a basement with a overlook that has changed drastically over the years. It's, it's funny we've kind of watched that property grow up, but um, they have a beautiful fire pit and like clear glass overlook of um, you know like the the blue, the blue Ridge or whatever. Um, I can't, I can't remember the town, but the smoky mountains, like all that kind of stuff. So you can see like all the, it's, it's just got a great, a fantastic view at the basement there. And so we bring a cooler and a picnic and all that stuff. And, um, we just hang out up there, throw the football around. Um, it hasn't been too cool recently. So, um, a lot, a lot of times we'll just, you know, be bundled up and having fun. But, um, lately it's been really warm that time of year. So anyway, that's, that's like our, it's typically our, our bi-week, our bi-weekend situation. Nice. Yeah. Oh, what, 
that's good. I, uh, I don't know, it took me a minute to, to remember kind of what we've done. Cause like I said, this year, uh, we'll be driving around for soccer, <laughs> but similar, yeah. similar like mountain areas for us. So that's cool. Nice. Um, we would normally we would normally have soccer, but I we have to take off that day. So, <laughs> gotcha. All right, let's see. We next we got Walt Dog NC. Is this team too focused and too hashtag elite to have a trap game this year? Uh, that was it. Uh, Go Dogs Road to Indy. Uh, <laughs> so, what's what's a trap game, Jim? I don't know. Yeah. What, yeah. what is that? I think, by, I think by definition, a trap trap game would be when you are heavily favored and uh, at least not necessarily lose, but the team can kind of sneak up on you. Um, are are they too, are they too elite for that? I mean, obviously, any given Saturday, but I've seen nothing in the body of work of the teams that are left on our schedule that would suggest that there would be a trap game mm. on the roster. Um, I don't know. We've said it before, but this just feels different. So I would say that the only trap game left would probably be mentally the Florida game. However, that has not been a rivalry for this group of players here recently. If anything, <laughs> the loss last year um, probably is I, – I, I would I would hate to be Dan Mullen. I would hate to be Florida um, this week, uh, this coming week. So yeah, I don't know, man. They've got a world of pain coming their way. I have a feeling if Kirby could, he probably will score a hundred points. <laughs> I I would say yeah. I don't I don't see Florida as a potential trap game because of the fact that they beat us last year. If we had won the game last year and then their season was going like theirs is and ours was going like this, then I would be like Munsoning, kind of like ah oh, trap game, you know we're going to let Florida be a trap game, but I don't, I don't think that's the case. So aside from that, I mean, you know, we got what Missouri, Tennessee, uh, Charleston Southern and Georgia tech. So, I mean, those all have the makings of, by, by definition of a, of a trap game, right. If if any of those were to be close, I just don't, Mm -hmm. I, I I do think, um, I don't know if it's even about the, it, to me, it's like about the whole trap game thing is about being elite between the ears, right? Not even so much talent. That's what leads to trap games is lack of focus, lack, you know, um, lack of focus, lack of intensity. Um, I, I do think they're too dialed in to let that happen this year. So that's my yeah, take. Uh, I agree. Okay. Just beat everybody. Exactly. Uh, Aaron King comes in with a two-parter. The year is 2031. And then two questions. Number one, is Kirby still our coach? And how many national championships has Georgia football won in the last decade? Hmm. I would say just based on the math there, yes, he is still the coach. Yeah, so ten, fast um, forward 10 years. Yeah. I mean, so yeah. that puts it, what, 10 – He'd be 15 years head coach, right? Is my math yeah. right there? Yeah, this is year um, six. Yeah, 15, 16, somewhere around there. Okay. Um, yeah, I think that's within the realm of possibility there. I mean, Rick hung around for a long time. So, um, yeah, I, I think that that's definitely within the realm of possibility within 
I don't believe that he has um, desires to go to the NFL. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know that there's a bigger job on the planet that would entice him. Um, unless like for some reason, like he became the athletic director at some point in the future, but I don't know that that's necessarily on his track, but mm-hmm. could be. Um, yeah, so yeah, I don't, say, I don't see him for another school. Yeah. Yeah. So, so answer number one, Kirby's still the coach. Yes. How many okay. national yeah. championships has Georgia won in the last decade? Oh man, this one was a, Doozy. I'll let you answer that one first since I answered the first one first. <laughs> um, hmm. So uh, it's, it's so it's so hard because of the, the Munsoning in me. It's like, <laughs> you know, should I even say such things? Um, I mean, I would like to think I'm going to say two. Oof. I think that's not too crazy. I say two, including this year. <laughs> <laughs> two to three, over under at two and a half. <laughs> I'm taking the over. Mm. Wow, yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, I love that answer. That, that that was where I was kind of wavering. Two to three. Uh, if he stays for ten more, I mean, if he's he's here, that because first off. You know, Kirby still being here in 2031 means that we're still doing pretty good and he hasn't left for the NFL, right? Like, so I would think so. I think so. All right, so I go two, you go three. You you said you were going over two and a half, but is three your number? Three is my number, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I wasn't sure. I I have that rooted in reality, right? So you got like, there's nobody going to go on. I don't don't believe that we're going to see another run like Saban's. by anyone in this in this day and age, particularly in this conference, with the level of talent that you've got at so many schools, mm-hmm. um, the SEC is just becoming a much more difficult place to to win a title at these days. I feel like now, I guess maybe I should back up actually because I just I just remembered they're gonna they're changing the rules for the college football playoff. So this time period we're talking about here is going to be in that twelve team playoff world. So there is a possibility for us to, you know, be squeaking into more conversations and more op- having more opportunities to play into those kinds of things in the, down the road. You know, not that I necessarily think that a 12-team playoff changes what I hope our mm-hmm. outlooks like for the next, you know, six, seven years. Um, I yeah. thought of something else when you were just talking through that because you said no one else is going to go on a statement-like run, which also started making me think, Hmm. He's, how old is Nick Saban? Well, yeah. yeah. Well, how many of those ten years will Nick Saban still be at Alabama for? Because he's so he's sixty nine years old. It's so true. by twenty thirty one, will Nick Saban still be the head coach at Alabama? No, <laughs> I would think not. Right? Yeah. So I, I think that only increases increases the odds. I'm not going to change my number or anything, but I think that that helps that uh, become a reality. Yeah, I'll stick with three. But yeah, there's right. definitely a lot of variables wrapped up in that answer uh, in that in that yeah. time period. Yeah, and for the on the playoff thing too, I think they what like they principally agreed to it or whatever, but that's not set in stone. And you got to remember, you've got the alliance that was formed, right? That's going to try mm-hmm. to fight that. And then um, also, I think too, like the the SEC expanding and adding mm-hmm. Texas and Oklahoma, I think is making everyone else mad. So. I don't know. Like, I think there, we could end up getting some pushback and blowback 
around expanding the playoff. Um, I wouldn't say that's a done deal uh, after all that stuff went down. So, but we'll see. For sure. All right, uh, fifty-one to seven GATA. As we get ready for the yearly, should the game be in Jacksonville or home and home talk? What are y'all's thoughts about the location of the game? And because John, you always ask a clarifying question, and did fifty-one to seven GATA give his thoughts? He went ahead and preemptively gave them to you, so this is nice. Um, <laughs> let me let me let him respond first. So he said, "I'm good with the game in Jacksonville, but I understand the other side." I would be okay with it being a home-and-home series, especially if that's what Coach Kirby Smart wants. The one thing I don't care for is the game being Atlanta. Make those SOBs earn their way to Atlanta. Uh, so how do you – what do you think? Are you a, are you a uh, home-and-home guy or are you a Jacksonville guy? So I am a hybrid guy. I would okay. love to see – I would love to see us go to a, a hybrid schedule for this game. So – you're guaranteed in a four-year cycle that, or even in a three-year cycle that you're going to go and play at all three of these locations. So I think okay. that it's better It's better for recruiting. You heard Kirby actually talk about that this week, I think, mm-hmm. um, where he talked about and was asked. I think it was Dean Leggy, I think. Um, but um, he was asked about the Florida game and recruiting, and he was like, yeah, you know, you know, possibly our biggest rival is, um, you know, we don't ever get to play on our campus. And so it makes it difficult and all that stuff. And one of the reporters asked if, if they can get tickets to the, to the game for, for recruits, if they want to go and, and visit and stuff. And he's like, it's complicated. Yes. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't sound very, he didn't sound very warm and fuzzy about it. So no, um, I think that, I think that if we were to go to a hybrid approach, that that would be the ideal scenario for me. So what that looks like is you have a home and home, and then you have a Jacksonville game. So mm-hmm. one year you play in Georgia, one year you play at Florida, and then the next year you're playing in Jacksonville. That way you have a, you know, you hit the campus. Because it's, it's ridiculous to me that we've never, like in my lifetime, we've never played at the Swamp. To me, that's just ridiculous. That should never it has, be used. It, it has happened in your lifetime, but only once. Um, but yeah. Right. <laughs> um, when, when, when did it happen? <laughs> uh, I think it was 94. Uh, okay. So uh, I, I'm not 100% sure on the year. Yeah, yeah, it was 94 because um, – so it was when they renovated the Gator Bowl. To be the I was Jaguars about to say, were they renovating it? Okay. Yeah. So they so we did a home and home while they were renovating it for the for the Jaguars. Um, Got it. And I know it was then because in '95, the day the Braves won the World Series uh, is the day that uh, is the day the Spurrier hung half a hundred on Georgia in Sanford Stadium. So, um, and I went to that game. By the way, <laughs> I was at that game. I was in high school. I went to that game uh, with my sister, who was at Georgia. See, so what I hear you saying is, is that we we owe them one. We do, yeah, for sure. I, I'm kind of torn. Like, I was, you know, when I was in college, I was very much at the mindset of, you know, Jacksonville is evil, and you know, it's a home game for Florida. But in hindsight, it's just because we never won <laughs> uh, <laughs> when I was in college. Um, you know, like I went there like every year I was in school and never saw us win. So I, I think it was more, more of that. Um, now that we're, you know, 
got things back the way they should be. I, I, it is a fun trip. Like I love going there. I, I have not done it in many years. I haven't been back for a while. Um, but it's always a good time. Um, and I know one of the things that people worry about is, you know, for a lot of Georgia fans that live in South Georgia, like that's the one game they go to, you know, every year. Um, so I get that. I, so I definitely don't want to see it leave Florida or leave Jacksonville altogether. Um, I don't, I, I am not a home and home guy. I, I could see it doing a rotation. Like you're saying, um, three years is going to be tough though. Um, I would think they would probably do four, like even if it's, you know, uh, home Jacksonville away, Jacksonville, something like that, you know, for, for your rotation. So again, to your point, like every player, assuming they stay for four years would still get to play in all three, in all three spots. I agree. I don't think you put it in Atlanta ever. Um, no. Yeah. The, okay. the idea of playing Florida in Atlanta is, um, just makes me sick to my stomach actually. Yeah. I don't like that. Don't, don't, we don't need to let them come into our state for any, any kind of recruiting. So yeah, seriously. Yeah, seriously. That's actually a great, a great example. Okay. Uh, next question from Frip Dog, my dad. Uh, first, he wanted to thank Lou. Greg. What's up? Lou. <laughs> he wanted to thank uh, Greg, Mountain to the Seas, for the bourbon tailgate for Kentucky. Um, and he's, he said that he and John Tweets Sports discussed weeded bourbon and rye. And so my dad had, uh, had, had, had poured one and asked if we had ever had it. I don't have the picture of it up right now, but I, I know I had never had it before. Um, so... Uh, I'm not exactly sure what it was. Trying to put glasses on it. We'll have to find it. I don't know. Um, <laughs> so so he, he asked a question and then he corrected himself. So first off, first he said, how many plays will we have in 31 personnel on offense? And then he corrected himself to say 13 personnel. So when I read it, I was like, man, are we going to have any 31 personnel? Like I'm not, I'm not I haven't seen oh. that in a long time. I was I was doing the googling like thirty one personnel. What is that? So yeah, so so for yeah, so for, for the uninformed, the when you when you hear that when you hear like so thirteen personnel for example, the first digit so the one of thirteen is how many running backs there are. Running backs, field. right? Yeah. yeah, and then the second digit is how many tight ends. So thirteen personnel would be one running back, three tight ends. Um, so you know, I I always like uh, I I used to be preferential to personnel grouping that starts with the number two uh because i love the fullback but uh we don't see much of that anymore so that's okay um so how many how many plays will we have with 13 personnel on offense against florida um we we have seen some we have seen some um and goal line situations we could see it in goal line yeah because I mean, if you think about it now right basically if you've got you could have bowers washington and fitzpatrick um, right. which would be pretty sweet. So even if it's not like, you know, the jumbo package, for example, uh, the other thing too, is like, you know, uh, sometimes you'll see, they put like an offensive lineman in like a high numbered Jersey and, and let them play tight end quote unquote. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like having an extra tackle. Um, I don't know. I'd set the over under at two and a half plays. I'll take the over. Take the over. Three. Okay. Yeah. I, I think three. Okay. We'll change it to three and it's a push. <laughs> So, but hey, that led to us explaining the the personnel uh, grouping numbers. Um, so, I actually that's something I actually learned recently. I, I, you know, these are the things that you learn when you listen to you know, like uh, Dog Sports Live and Chef and Bulger. They, they talk about these things. So, I know, right? You could you could learn you could learn something. 
<laughs> uh, too funny. Um, okay. Jay Rake T. Who do we see at quarterback for Florida? The below average running back or the above average running back? I, w- wait, what? It's not Jones or Richardson. <laughs> Jones or Richardson, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that I think that they've got to change something up for their season. Um, I yeah. believe that if em- Emory Jones, if Emory Jones is taking snaps behind center, um, Florida is eff- effectively waving its white flag, and Dan Mullen is basically daring the boosters and the Florida administration to fire him. Um, yeah, because if if Emory Jones starts, it's going to be an absolute bloodbath. Uh, Richardson does worry me a little bit. However, he just doesn't have a whole lot of body of work. It's kind of like, I I feel like that he's a more, he's probably a better runner um, than, um, shoot, I'm blanking on his name, Arkansas's quarterback. Um, Uh, Jefferson. Jefferson, yeah, he's KJ. He's he's probably a better runner based on what I've seen. and I'm not sure about the throwing, the throwing aspect. It'll certainly change how I look at that game. But yeah, uh, I think Richardson probably presents a little bit more unknown and variable for us. Um, but I, if I were in yeah. their shoes, I would, I would not, I would not play Emory Jones. I wouldn't have played Emory Jones at the beginning of the season either. But that's just yeah, I this, totally agree. I, mean, I think at this point they've got to, they've got to change it up. So I expect it to be Richardson. Uh, my follow-up question is which, between Jones and Richardson, who is the below average running back and who's the above average running back? <laughs> I'm not sure which is which, but I think it'll be Richardson. I, I, I would actually be pretty surprised um, if Jones is the starter in the cocktail party. So Yeah, yeah. The quarterback guru, what are you going to do, bro? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, for real. <laughs> All right. Uh, friend of the show, Tim Riley, checks in. What is the victory bourbon of choice thus far this year after wins? Uh, he adds for himself that Kentucky Al was tasty Saturday night. Hashtag bourbon Twitter. Do you, have you had a go-to uh, this season, uh, or do you, or you kind of mix it up? I've, I've been mixing it up. Um, I guess earlier in the season, I was on a, a – um, I was on a uh, – John and I – John Tweets and I have, I have a joke because he sent me a picture of this bottle that he bought, and I had been eyeing it for a while. Uh, earlier this summer, it was called Three Chords, Three Chords 12-Year Bourbon. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fairly expensive for, you know, the off-the-shelf varieties of, you know, MGP-sourced bourbon, but um, – he he was he was a raving fan of it. So I've been I had been drinking that earlier in the season, but then I started getting low on it, and I was like, oh shoot, I don't want to completely run out. <laughs> so I switched it up. I've been doing makers, been doing some off the shelf stuff. I've been doing bourbon and cokes more lately. Uh, the victory one last weekend was uh, special reserve. So I've I've been mixing it up, man. I, 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 there's no rhyme or reason. After Clemson, I was like definitely getting something fancy at the bar. So I got like uncle nearest, which is like you know, mm. one of those like hard, tough to find ones. Um, right. Yeah, man, it's, it's been all over the place, but the point is, is that I have a bourbon and I relax outside on the patio and listen to music and, you know, put some, put another game on and just hang out. 
Yeah, I yeah, I I have not been consistent either. Um, I would say like of choice thus far. I, I think I have done the Buffalo Trace after after multiple. Uh, I really like that. So that's probably one of my my favorites right now. Even just like the regular Buffalo Trace. So like like I've told you, I, I can't like find that around here. Um, yeah. And uh, I actually brought home the rest of my dad's bottle <laughs> after the Arkansas game. So. We, my dad and I had that at his house after Arkansas, um, and I, I, that's one of the one of the glasses I had after after uh, Kentucky last weekend. If you like, um, if you like Buffalo Trace, you'll probably really enjoy um, the Eagle Rare. Um, I do have a bottle yeah. of Eagle Rare um, that's a store pick that I haven't opened yet that I'm kind of saving. Um, but yeah, the it's the same mash bill as it's the same mash bill as the the Buffalo Trace. But, um, I don't see what Hunter's family fantasy football team has to do with any of this, but you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. I, I would I would say probably for me, uh, either the Buffalo Traces or the Knob Creek Nine. Those are kind of my my go tos right now. So Knob Creek's been a solid go to. I love Buffalo Trace. It's such a solid go to. There's so many good bourbons out there that don't cost eighty bucks. So that's that's part of what I have a, a tough time swallowing most of the time. That Kentucky yeah, most, Owl is pretty expensive, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, most of the ones that I have are like, I don't know, 20 to 30, or 30 to 40, I would say, general, is, is what I've got. So I will tell you that um, I was, um, someone was hyping up a, a cocktail that I had not had ever, but I've seen it and I've heard about it for forever, but I may, I may, I may make myself a Sazerac um, after we win uh, next weekend. So I may make a cocktail for Tim, T Dog. Mm, a cocktail for the cocktail party. Cocktail party, exactly. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Nice. Uh, let's see. We got uh, John Michael D. Oh, God, this one is hard. Like, I'm going to have a hard time uh, talking through this. I don't know that I want to talk about this. I'll read the question, though. What good Georgia player had the most costly error in program history, and why was it Terrence Edwards in Jacksonville in 2002? Uh. <laughs> uh, and I don't know about you, John, but like I was, I was at that game, so I was sitting in the stands for that. Um, and I don't have it up right now, but John had he he, he in his question he uh, he put like a screenshot of an excerpt from an article uh, from that game about you know talking about that moment and what happened. Uh, you know something that. I'm just going to go off topic on this or it's still on the topic, but something that I heard a couple of years ago that is strange to me is uh, Terrence Edwards was interviewed within the past few years. And, and, you know, like poor guy, like, you know, he's like the most decorated wide receiver in Georgia history. Like he owns like all the records, but of course that's all anyone ever asks him about is that one play. Um, but he was saying like, I think like he has his memory wrong about the game. Like he was like, well, like, you know, when I dropped that pass, like, you know, we weren't losing. I'm like, uh, what? <laughs> you know, here we were. That was like the second to last drive. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Um, we were, we were losing and that, that would have tied the game. Uh, but anyways, I, uh, I, I can't think of a, of another one. Were you at that game? Were you at the cocktail party in 2002? No, uh, I don't believe that I was because yeah. I went to I went I went to which 
I'm trying to remember. I only went to a handful of, of cocktail parties in my in my time, um, okay. mostly because of <laughs> the the Munson in me was mm-hmm. that I went to one that we lost and I was very upset about it. I got my wallet stolen in a sea of people. Um, <laughs> I, I got pickpocketed in in Jacksonville, so I don't have very positive um, well. vibes. Where where, like, where were you, were you like at the game or like at the landing or just like in, walking the, around? It was at the it was at the landing. Um, oh. I believe I believe it was after the game we were going to go party and stuff. But um, yeah. there's literally, literally I at the time I had this five foot two girlfriend, so she was like almost getting like swallowed by people and go, going down and like I mean literally we're just like bumping like it's just a sea of people and I'm like pushing people away trying to keep her on two feet basically and. You know, I at the at at the end, like trying to like go and pay for something or pay for a taxi or something like that. Like I, I reached back and my wallet is gone, and I'm like, "What the heck, dude?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I was at that game, and like there was bad juju that whole game. Like there were people that had already printed like SEC East championship T-shirts. So it's like you don't do that before you win. Um, it just. Uh, Horrible game. I don't want to talk about this anymore. I do think uh, I actually have. Uh, I have probably. I think I have another one. <laughs> it's even. It's even worse. See, see, the problem is, is that I can remember. I, I have the worst memory possible. So you are, you are, you are perfect, and you and Patrick Garvin are probably the two perfect people to, to answer this question. <laughs> I mean, I think it's got to be Dominic Sanders. Dominic Sanders. Are you talking about? Last year, Tua. or what are you talking about? Tua, the Bama oh, game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He got looked off. Although okay. I don't know if you put that on Dom Sanders or on Malcolm Parrish, but um, maybe yeah. that was kind of a duo. But you could think yeah. of it. But I mean, Dom Sanders is up there on the all-time interception list, and you know he got he's you know you talk about quarterback looking off the safety, and that's exactly what happened on. That ill-fated pass to Devonta Smith from Tua. So I don't know, but I, I love I love both those guys. Um, you know, they did a lot more good than 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 harm. That's the thing, man. That's what's so hard about those guys. So you got you know Dom Sanders, like one of the all-time leading interceptor interceptors at, at Georgia. Darren Edwards owns like every single receiving record possible at Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And too, like for me, like when stuff like that happens, like I end up like I was like sick to my stomach the whole ride home <laughs> from that cocktail party in O2. Because like I knew I've, everyone was gonna be slamming Terrence. I just felt so bad for him. I've got another one for you. hmm Chris Conley. Yeah. Uh, I like I can't like fault that him. It. Like the ball's in your area, it's just like natural reaction that, to catch the ball. But I know what you're saying. Knock it down. Got it down. Yeah, Bad knock down. it down. I mean, like, but who in I mean, I, maybe there is someone. Maybe there is someone on this planet who would have the presence of mind to knock that ball down. I know I wouldn't. I mean, you're taught your whole life to catch the ball. That, that's that's hard to do as a receiver, you know. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe some yeah. people would would think to bat it down, but I don't know. Maybe if we had taken a timeout, we could have talked about it. I should have spiked the ball. Spike the ball. Why are we? T- <laughs> this this question is bad, Juju. Let's move on. <laughs> Please. Uh, let's take move on to ha- my misery. Let's move on to happier times. Uh-oh. 
We know what time it is. What, what is that? Oh, oh, oh. The, the champ is here. It's time. The champ is here. <laughs> All right, since we know we can't concentrate with the music on. It's time for Coast Trills. Coast Trill Bills <laughs> over-unders. Bi-week edition. I don't know. Right. I don't know if Coach signed up for this every every week. <laughs> <laughs> I may have to mix it up. May have to mix it up a little bit. I went with the same last time. Uh, I actually have another one, but I, I will, maybe we'll unveil that next week. Uh, okay, over under tweets about JT's status for Florida during the week. Over under set at one thousand. <laughs> uh, I'm taking the over. <laughs> Absolutely agreed. That's. A, I feel like that's a slam dunk over. <laughs> a slam dunk over. We could just literally just search JT Daniels' status. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's gonna be it's gonna be insane. And especially after the article this week, you know, with Kirby talking about them maybe both playing, like he's just throwing fuel in the fire. It's gonna be it's gonna be crazy. Oh, you know what we didn't talk about? If I, as what I did we talk about during coaches over unders. Did you see the? It was like a national reporter, I think, asked Stetson. I think this is like in the post game after the Kentucky game. He was like, what would you say to someone who says that, or who asks, or what would you say to someone who says that they don't think you're good enough to lead this team to a national title or like something like that. And he was like, what? He's like, what would I, what would I do? Like, what would I say to them? He's like, yeah. Like, what would you say to, he's like, he's like to someone who says that he's like, yeah. He's like, well, I guess I would just walk away because there's nothing I can say to them to change their mind. So that's what I would do. And that's all I said. Like mm. who who like who asks a college kid that question? Like I don't I don't get like for all the stuff that people talk about like fans being dumb and you know like fans being irrational and whatever like I don't know I don't get that 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 takes me off I think it was uh, Dennis Dodd I believe is who asked that question I don't, I'm not really sure who he is but. Uh, did you did you even see that? Mm-mm. No, I don't think I saw that. Yeah, you should you should you should hit that on the Google. Uh, the, the question it was in the post game. Anyways, I just I didn't like that 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 angered me. Uh, okay, so we got that we got that set at uh, over under one thousand. Take the over. Um, take, the, take the over all day long for UGA fans to talk about the quarterback controversy that apparently exists. Uh, let's see. <laughs> ooh, ooh, this one we already talked about, kind of, but but this is for next week. Players, oh God. Play, players <laughs> mentioned in Kirby's press conference that are hopeful for Florida over under <laughs> instead of three and a half. So let me let me review the notes that we discussed earlier oh, today. Uh, in the bye week press conference, he hit three that were hopeful. Uh, to recap, Aaron Smith, <laughs> Kenny McIntosh, and Amir Speed. So you know. Had Coach Chilbill asked this for this week, for the bye week, it would have been the under. So mm. this is a this is a very I gotta say this is a very uh, well set line at three and a half. That's because <laughs> like I'm having a hard time thinking about this here. We can't push, you know. I'm taking gotta... I'm taking the over. Mm, man, so you think there's going to be one? So do you think the list will still be the same, and then he's going to potentially add an extra, or could there be some movement here? With who's well, who's, all right. So let's re- let's review the list. So we had Milton, you had Arian Smith. Ooh, ooh, ooh! You're yo slam dunk over. So he had because Milton wasn't there yet because this week was on Monday and the Milton thing. We have 
We have McIntosh. We have JT. What else? What else we got? Okay, so the ones that he mentioned this week that he said hopeful were, yeah, Aaron Smith, Kenny McIntosh, and Amir Speed. Those were the three. Amir Speed. All right, there's so that's five that I count. Uh, And then you've got all the other guys that have been on the, you know, like Pickens. Pickens hasn't even been mentioned. So, yeah, I'm definitely yeah, I mean, taking I don't the think he'll, I don't think he'll be hopeful, but I'm still taking the over. I'm with you. Shockingly agree. Ooh, we're two for two. This is like season one of my got a podcast. We're agreeing on everything. <laughs> I mean, I think that it's one of those things where it's like, um, it, it really just depends on what reporters decide to ask him. Because if they don't ask him, he's definitely not going to tell. So we just have to rely on them asking about five or six players. I, I think it's I think it's uh, Logan if you're like, listening, come through with us. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we can trust. I feel like we can trust the press corps to, to ask. So I'll take in the over. Um, okay, just this one hits. This one hits close for close to home for you. Uh, over under by week fall wedding mentions on Twitter. Over under set at one hundred fifty. Uh, definitely taking that over. Breaking news, there's at least one already that Coach Trillbill uh, retweeted <laughs> tonight while I was at soccer practice. So we've, I, I told him that we've, we've won down 149 to go. Hashtag keep chopping. So, uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. Mm, 150, but if I were to do like a Twitter search, mm, I go push. <laughs> interesting interesting enough uh i have a uh, one of my one of my students my, one of my former students that uh i did the youth group with at church um got married this week hmm. Hmm. okay okay technically it counts it. As a bi- technically counts as a bi-week fall wedding yeah i agree i agree now are the two we only need 148 more i'm gonna assume, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna assume that was mentioned on twitter so i guess i'll take the over Man, we're batting a thousand uh, on agreeing here. Uh, last one for Coach Trillbill. Uh, over under kids born within the next calendar year named Stetson or Bennett, ten and a half. Oh, well, I mean the I fact mean, that he that it's Stetson or Bennett, you know, increases the odds there. So, yeah, I mean. In the state of Georgia and the city of Atlanta, <laughs> and it also depends. Also, we gotta you know let's talk about the factors here, right? Like, how far does Georgia go, and who is involved? Like, if Stetson leads us to the Natty, like that gets blown out of the water. Let's like all the kids, all the every kid born in Georgia in 2022 is going to be named Stetson or Bennett. <laughs> if that happens, um, but uh, right. That's why I, I'm going to be. I'm going to be. I mean, I'm a, Bennett, Bennett being, um, Bennett being a, a fairly generic name. I'm going to go with the over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll take the over. I'll take the over for the clean sweep of us agreeing on everything. Uh, we're throwing it back like it's season one during the bye week. <laughs> that is. Uh, that's it. What we had, for what we had. For the listener questions, so that's all uh, we got. That's all, that's we, all got. we got. Yeah, that's what we got. Well, you know, usually that, that, that's about the same amount of time. It's just that usually we're like forty-five minutes into analyzing 
We've <laughs> 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 oh. been talking about bourbon and the offense and the defense for 45 minutes before we even start the listener questions. Uh, that's true. That's true. I'm talking. I, I, I wax poetic about the offense when you're talking about the defense. <laughs> <laughs> Or, 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 or vice versa. <laughs> uh, too good, too good. What? Uh, oh, oh. Um, do we don't, don't we have some reviews for the people? Oh, we do have a review. God, you even told me to read the review, and I still forgot to read the review. <laughs> All right. Yeah, let me let me check to see if I know we have at least one new review. <laughs> there was at least one that I was pretty proud about. <laughs> Okay, we do. We do have one new review. Uh, reminder, if you, you know, rate the show uh, and leave us a re- we review, we will read it uh, on the show um, when John reminds me to. <laughs> okay, so this one comes in from The Saw Dog. Uh, subject, excellent content. These guys know their stuff. They have fun. It's an enjoyable listen. I often find myself extending my run to listen to the last 15 minutes of the show. So in essence, this show is helping me stay in shape. Go dogs. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, I mean, I feel like that's pretty awesome. You know, one of the things that we've talked about uh, is how we have both focused on, on fitness a bit, you know, over, over the past year. And we're For spreading sure. that love now to listeners. So that's pretty sweet. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad that we could, um, I'm glad that I'm not the only person that listens to podcasts and run. I feel like I'm like a weirdo when I tell people, yeah, I just listen. I'm just going to put a podcast on and listen. So like Will and Tony and Scott, you know, I, I usually hit waiting list since last Saturday. I had, uh, you know, dog stats and Graham, I hit Logan and Walker. Like that's usually what yeah. I do when I'm running as I listen to those guys. And sometimes mm-hmm. I listen to us just to make sure that I don't sound like a complete douche. Well, <laughs> I have to listen to us because I edit it. Uh, but yeah, yeah, understood, understood. And you know, you're listening because you're honing your craft. That's what you're supposed mm. to say. <laughs> it's, it's it's film review. It's just like film review, uh, right? Exactly, exactly. How are you going to improve if if you're not you know reviewing it? Exactly. Uh, hey, you're either elite or you're not, Jim. All right. Ooh, there Calm you down. go. There you go. There you go. I mean, look, you know, not every podcast mentions Brock Bowers in the preseason. I'm just saying, like, you know, some podcasts do, some podcasts don't, you know, you know, whatever. You're either a leader. Sometimes, sometimes we do our homework and it works out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's, we'll, we'll, we'll ignore the times that we've been like awfully wrong. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, awesome. Uh, I, I gotta say too, we got, um, there've been several folks like, you know, this is not an official review or whatever, but there's been a couple of folks like lately tweeting and saying like, Hey, you know, what, what, what podcasts do you listen to? And, um, you know, just like, I just want to say thank you for like everyone who responded and, and tagged us in it. Uh, very humbling. Um, it's pretty cool, um, to see. So we, we see it, um, we appreciate it. And, uh, I don't know. It's, 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 I'm glad that folks enjoy uh, us two dudes sitting around talking to dogs. <laughs> yeah, uh, the same to the same token. Like this is when you and I talked. When you asked me about doing this, I was like, "Listen, I just want to make sure that people enjoy it because, yeah, you know, 
You just want to, you just want to make it sound like it's just two dudes, just like your two buddies. Like you're, you're just listening to your two buddies talking while you're just sitting there. Yeah. I mean, well, that was kind of the whole thing, right? It was like, you know what, if nothing else, I get to sit around and talk Georgia football with my friend for a couple hours a week. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that was kind of how I like exactly. it. Uh, and, oh, and, and, and the, the plus side of it is, is that we've turned you into a bourbon guy. So that's I, awesome. I know, I know. I, I feel like we, you, you could probably, you could definitely dig into the archives and see like me, like, oh, you and your bourbon, I, I drink beer. <laughs> uh, I did not. Did not see that coming. I gotta get, I gotta credit uh, John uh, John tweets on the uh, the gateway cocktail that he recommended to me, and that's what that's mm. what got it started for me. And now now I'm booked. Now I, I haven't made a cocktail in a while. I just just go with the bourbons. So honestly, I haven't made a whole, a cocktail in a while. I, a buddy was talking about the Sazerac today, which I mm. like got the recipe for, like a Sazerac that he had. That's why I mentioned that because it sounds amazing. John's got some uh, bourbon cocktails like a Bombardier or something like that that I haven't ever had either. But I, I don't know, man. Like sometimes I just don't want to mess around with it. I just just put a cube in the glass and pour some bourbon in it. That's all. I it's care. a lot faster if you just pour bourbon over ice. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's, 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 it's a lot quicker. It doesn't doesn't take the time. It's, it's an amazing cocktail. So, are you guys doing? Are you doing the Amaclola this weekend? Is that is that the yeah. plan or okay? Yep. Okay. Uh, we've got uh, Carter. Carter's got a um, the most famous podcaster on my got a podcast. He's got uh, a big game this Saturday against a team that has not lost in three years. So it's kind of like the antithesis of the Florida yeah. game. Like we're <laughs> we're coming up against the we're coming up against this immovable object. Mm-hmm. And um, I've been get, I literally like I, I could I've gotten texts from like three or four dads because he's been hurt because long story short, but like he basically got stabbed with a pencil at school on his foot and hasn't been able to like kick a ball for like a week and a half. Yikes. Um, and so he wasn't at the games this past weekend and he wasn't at practice. I made him go on Monday, but um, he, he was not happy about that. And we have been resting him ever since, but like, wait, yeah, Carter, he, uh, you got the Carter got stabbed in the foot. Yeah. Oh, it was a pencil the, mean, that was, the, mean, the mean streets of Cobb County schools. The mean streets of Due West Elementary. <laughs> Apparently there was this pencil sticking out on the ground and somehow it managed to like pierce through my kid's shoe and stab him in the in the top of the foot, which if you know anything about soccer, kicking with the top of your foot is pretty important, particularly for a goalkeeper. Yeah. Um, so he So uh, there was there was pencil not... pop involved? Were they playing pencil pop or something? Does that still no, do kids was... still do that? Do kids still do no, that? No, he was no, yeah, uh, no, they don't. Uh, <laughs> they they also don't collect amazing NFL uh, helmet pencils either. <laughs> mm, true, true. Or or have awesome trapper keepers. They don't have like the uh, dispenser at the school where you you hope you get the right team. And like, no, surprisingly, they don't. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, there's apparently a pencil that was just sticking out of the ground on the field at at, at school. Like, and he just like fluke, total fluke, like just went to go kick a ball and it literally lanced into his foot and the school nurse had to like, like they had to like take him, like take his shoe off and all that stuff and like physically remove it. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. I feel like so we need, had, I feel like we need some, I feel like we need further investigation on this. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Trust me. Trust me. As, as, as the dad, that's like, as the dad, that's like rub, rub some dirt on it. Like 
I definitely right. was have been awakened. Like I don't know, man. He's definitely. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever. I don't know if you've ever been stabbed by a pencil. I still have like a mark. I'm like, dude, sorry, man. You're gonna have a mark there for the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah, where you have like the graphite's like stuck in your skin. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Um, but anyway, we've been resting him. So he's got a big game this weekend. He's like, I'm like, dude, are you going to be ready to go? And he's like, I'm hopeful. (laughs) 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 Did he seriously say that? Oh my gosh. Uh, uh, Carter, Carter, uh, you know, the most, the most famous podcaster, oh my God, podcast and the listener. Apparently that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. No, he knows. He knows who. He knows who's on the. He knows who's on the on the docket for for Saturday. So uh, I have a feeling he's going to be full tilt for the game. Oh man, so good, so good. <laughs> but yes, we are going to Amicalo this uh, this Sunday. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, we'll well. Hey, we'll we'll both have our mountain trips. We we will we will be we're going to Boone and back. Uh, That's true on Sunday. So. Um, I haven't been to Boone in, in forever, so that'll be fun. Did it, um, didn't we go to Boone for ski weekend for the fraternity, didn't we? Uh, or was that Cherokee? Was that Cherokee? Yeah, we went to like Cherokee. We went to like, yeah, the slopes that are like right by the casinos or whatever in Cherokee. That's how I remember it. Yeah. Right. What, I don't know if you can call them slopes. Maybe more like a um, sheet of ice. I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, was a little, it was a little sketchy. We, we did, it was not the best weather. Uh I do know. I do. I do remember a friend of the show, Tim Riley, uh, showing up to the, that particular weekend, like looking like he was about to go to snowshoe. <laughs> <laughs> I had my own stuff. I had my own stuff. Uh, that was also the weekend that the tuck rule happened. That's back when that was the the Tom Brady tuck rule happened while we were on that trip. I don't know if you. Hmm. Remember. I remember watching Definitely that in the hotel. Yeah, for sure. Nice. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll, we will uh, we will be back for a normal uh, yeah, so one episode next week right uh, so we won't have anything to anything to review um, but I think we'll, we'll be back next episode for the uh, the, the Florida pr- preview right does that sound right that sounds right yeah it sounds about right okay 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 and double check it double check it on the schedule um, yeah. Oh, also, I've I've shipped it. all the all the hats that have been ordered are shipped out. Um, so that was a, that was a milestone on the on the new process. So that was cool. So if you're listening and you've ordered a hat, it's uh, at least on the way. Um, and uh, we 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 can do more. So check out store.mygotapodcast.com if you wanna if you wanna get a my got a, a my got a podcast hat. Jim is eagerly waiting to sew the patches on at soccer practice. <laughs> yeah, like literally, that's what I did this week. Uh, awesome, cool. All right, man. Well, uh, hand, hand handcrafted my got a podcast hats. That's right. Hey, it says on the description that the patches are hand sewn on the hats. I'm like, yeah, that's me. Like I literally sew them on the hats. Uh, but I, hey, you know, I took home ec. And uh, my grandma was a, was a seamstress, so it's in it's in my blood. So, God bless you, God bless you, Jim. You're hey, a gentleman look, and a scholar, sir. Look, you know Chase has one uh, from Seven Six, and he tweeted out that it's a high quality hat. So you know you can. Go. <laughs> awesome. All right, man. We'll uh, we'll, we'll sync up for the Florida game to uh, to talk about how we're going to put four L's in Florida.
Amen. Go dogs. Go dogs.